Hello, and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane, here, as always, with Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Robert, we didn't go that long without a podcast. No, we went every, this is a, went a week away, right? So two two weeks, two weeks. every other week. Two weeks. I, th- I think that's a pretty good cadence for two guys. No promises have... moving forward, but that was a good one for now. Yep, two weeks was good. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, I'm comfortable with that cadence, but no promises. No, 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 we, we'll no, be no, back to doing no, no. like every day. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, this is a big, big, big show. Um, I, I don't know about you. Over the last day or two, I have gotten over the weekend. I got LinkedIn requests, not LinkedIn requests, LinkedIn messages saying congratulations on your work anniversary. Yeah, and I'm like, yep. what the hell is LinkedIn doing? Like, I've been at the Celtics for six months. Did I not close out the like Top Golf one? Does it still think I'm working at Top Golf? Like, who the hell is wishing me a work anniversary? And I flip it open, and it's front office features. Yep. It's three years. Three years, hey! baby. Hey, Mazel Tov. We made it. Three years. Three years. So on the three year anniversary, uh, we had the delight. Of going to the MGM uh, Music Hall and seeing Bruno Mars on Friday, which was fantastic. Uptown, bunk you up. Uptown, bunk you up. And it was, it was awesome. Um, I don't know about you, but at a concert, I, actually, I was with you at a concert. <laughs> um, when I'm at a concert, I'm not maybe unless it's Pearl Jam, but I am not a singer nor a dancer. I just like sit, I like stand and absorb, and I think concerts are the best. It's just like this overwhelming experience, but I'm not like animated at all. We are, we are going to save the recap for this night because there's stories. There's plenty of stories for this night. There's plenty of stories we have for our, when our guests arrive. Um, yes. We'll, so we're, cel- we'll we're celebrating. That. We'll discuss that. We're, cel- yeah. we're celebrating. Celebrating, baby. Celebrating. And while we were at said Bruno Mars concert, we were getting Uptown funked up. Um, we said we need to have the wives on and talk about, you know, being a, a, a wife and being a significant other in sports. I think it'll be interesting to get their take on what the hell they thought we were doing three years ago <laughs> um, and what they think now. So our wives, Amy Crane. And Rachel Valente are coming on the pod. We'll talk a little bit, and then at the uh, and then we'll throw it to uh, our interview with uh, our wives. Yeah, they might interview us, which might not go well. So we'll see. Which you'll, no matter what, it should be at least be entertaining. Yes, no, it, it's it's long overdue. We've we've teased it not on this show, but internally with said <laughs> said wives. You say, oh, we've teased it internally. Like we Yeah, no, we've an internal company, company, as your work anniversary told you, <laughs> front office features. Yes, I was, I was wishing a uh, happy anniversary. Yes, too. so no, we've, we've been talking about this. They've probably got a lot of stories. I can't wait to actually interview Amy. You'll probably interview Rachel. We have no plans. Yeah, this is all being winged as per front office features standard. That's the way, There's no prep. The There's no flow. prep. So we'll, we'll just see how it zero, goes. Zero, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Zero, zero prep. We were hunting for headphones that we could both use. Yeah, we, as we turned on this thing, we're like, how are they going to hear each other? They're like, oh. How are they going to hear with technical issues? We got our technical producer on it. Where's Michael Scott when we need Seriously. Um, okay, so, but before we do, there is two things I wanted to talk about. First, uh, through the front office features Twitter page, I believe I sent this out. And it was a quote about surrounding yourself with um, with smarter people. If you don't 
mind, let me take three seconds and read you the quote. The people we surround ourselves with either uh, uh, will either raise or lower our standards. They either help us to become the best version of ourselves or encourage us to become lesser version of ourselves. We become like our friends. No man becomes great on his own. No woman becomes great on her own. The people around them help to make them great. If there was a quote that I could uh, like, I could more agree with more like than anything else, it is that one that came across uh, mine. And I just, I had to post it because I feel so passionate about like the people you surround yourself with will make you either better or worse. The people that you go work for will make you better or worse. And it is all about the people in which you surround yourself. It's an, I mean, that's, it's in the simplistic form, it's this key to success of being a good leader, right? Like we've talked about, I don't need more of me and anyone who has the ego that blocks you from surrounding people who are smarter than you in that room is just short-sighted. Like you need people who are either smarter, better than you to make you raise your own bar, raise everyone else's bar and fill in the gaps that you are going to have inevitably as a worker, right? Like you don't have all the answers. Other people have the answers that you may not have, and that's where you complement each other. The best leaders, it's like it's called good to great, right? You go from good to great when you're a level yeah. five leader and you surround yourself with people that are better than you in the places where you realize you have weaknesses. It's pr- And then the people who don't do that are just egotistical maniacs, and you don't want to be around those people because they think they know everything, and they just, they'd rather have yes people around them versus people who actually challenge them and make you and the organization better. It's pretty simple, right? Simple. It's simple but complicated, right? It's just not that easy. So, I had I struggle I struggled a little bit when I first started with the Paw Sox, um, because Larry Lucchino, Charles Steinberg, Dan Ray, they are all so smart and they write well. And truthfully, I am not the greatest writer in the world, and I felt so inferior at the time. And I always kind of had this like prove it. Uh, mantra in my brain like oh watch I'll show them I'll show them and instead of absorbing the information and like kind of learning until it clicked in my brain that said like have them like help you become better at something you stink at or are not as good at that's what it kind of clicked it was like learn from them and it was kind of an eye-opening experience and that's you know and that kind of specific thing there's they were incredible like writers and they're so smart and articulate and i was the opposite of whatever smart articulate and a good writer is <laughs> um I don't, I don't know if there's a word for that <laughs> that's just that phrase it's the opposite the opposite of, of yeah the 180 degrees yeah it's it, it's really it goes back to like look it's who you work with and that's more important than who you work for, right? It's like the name on the front doesn't matter as much as who you surround yourself with every day. And then those people should be challenging you to be a better person. And when you do, it's an immature thing. It's a maturity thing too, like to your point. I think it's sometimes harder early in your career to, to realize you don't have all the answers and that having those. I wasn't that early in my career. Shit, I was. Yeah, it's only four years ago. I know. I'm just trying to give you, I'm giving other people. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Six years ago. No, no, you're you're a lost cause. Apparently, I'm talking about other people out there <laughs> who need to realize when you're in your twenties. 
lost cause is a pretty accurate description. When you're in your 20s, maybe just don't think you know it all and are open to having people that are around you that make you better. And it's just, we all have faults. Like, I, I know if I was a CEO, the first thing I would do is hire an amazing financial person because like i want nothing to do with that like i do it enough at home like i i just don't find that in terms of it's not fun it's not fun for me like some people love it right like the budgeting the planning all that stuff i just don't care like i like the information i like someone to give me the information but to do it same thing with the analytic stuff like i don't want to be doing data input output stuff but you give it to me and i love it so like understanding to have those people that you know where your weaknesses like my wife is organized as we're going to talk to her. She's going to very get, probably harp on oh. the fact that I am not organized, which is the challenge <laughs> of being a sports significant other. But at the end of the day, like it's okay to admit where you don't, you aren't a 10 out of 10 and then know where your strengths are and surround yourself with the people who are better at you, better than you in others in instances. It's just, and like you don't want to work for people who don't have that mantra. Cause they just, they're just, they're not good people to be around on a daily basis. Yeah, they just have different kind of goals and objectives. I know that if I were to do it over again, I was, you know, I was president of Yankee you know, uh, in Scranton. I need a. I am a good cop, right? And the good cop, bad cop thing. I, I, I would need to hire a bad cop. Like I would just post that as the position on Teamwork Online. Bad cop needed. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And like the, the you'd see you see it all the time where the CEO is the good good cop and like the coo is the hard ass right like yeah they're right. the ones that are gonna come in and tell everyone else nope don't spend that cut that let that go and the ceo goes oh i'm so sorry <laughs> like i can't <laughs> believe they did that I, i'll see what i can do but like that at the back of the day like yeah i'm glad he did that or she did that but i wasn't gonna be the one to do that right so it's it's fine the people who compliment your your weaknesses yeah same i'm i'm, I'm not a i'm not a great bad cop it takes a lot to get the bad cop out of me yeah, I think that's true. I think that's probably a better way to do it. Like, I've, it's come out of me when it's like, okay, you've brought it out of me now, and now it's going to come. Like, But I, it's not my first instinct. It's definitely not the bad cop. Yeah, same. Same. It's yeah. there, and when it comes, it's not pretty. I'm sure yours is the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good question for my wife. Uh, I don't know. I don't bring out the bad cop at home. Are you crazy? Oh, no. <laughs> but no. There's no bad cop at home. It's just... There's no bad cop. It's yes, it's, yes, yes. Well, with the... Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> that can be true, um, but with a kid sometimes. Um, but I tweeted that, I said that we would talk about it, and I wanted to be a man of my word for the first time in three years on a podcast good, about teasing good, something. Good tweet, good tweet, good tease. <laughs> good tweet, good tease. All right, the second one. All right, so I am struggling with something that I want to walk through with you. We're a big open. We are an open discussion. We always try to be about as honest as we can through this whole thing, right? So I was inspired by a guy. His name's Che Anderson. So Che is a friend of mine. He was at our four, he's at my 40th birthday. You met him. Yep. And uh, Che's a good guy. He's got a strong social uh, following, social instincts. He's a good guy. And he does this thing called walk talks. And they're like 15-second videos that he posts on Instagram stories. I wouldn't call them motivational, but just kind of like, I guess they're kind of motivational, kind of like what to do during, you know, to what today, you know, uh, advice, motivational, I don't know, little short snippets. Mm -hmm. 
like that. And I said it to myself, now I'm telling the world, you know, that'd be kind of good to do for front office features. You know, when people are trying to get through things, so then I'll just kind of like talk through a couple things or 15 seconds. You posted them on, post them on Instagram, maybe once a week or something like that. And LinkedIn, that will help the social content. I am nervous as hell to do it. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you didn't tell me we we're going to talk about this. You told me you want me to react. So here's my God's honest feedback. Not that I ever really lied to you on it, because <laughs> pretty, we're pretty sure. <laughs> um, when you post the videos promoting said episode that we just recorded, yeah, I am highly impressed by how they come off as either scripted, produced. Like I, I think you do a really good job with them, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that because I don't. I I get the same sense of like, do people really want me to do this? But then in the same token, I think to probably ease your other fears are there's people all around the freaking world downloading and listening to us talk for an hour about God knows what. So like a, Moldova. a 15 second, you know, what? I, I keep going. The 15 second video would probably be also sought after from us. But in the same token, like I get like the video thing is different than the behind the microphone thing. Yeah. Because if you go back three years we hated Zoom calls with a client, or anything. like it was just like, no, I don't want to be on camera. But yeah. you're 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 really good at the, like when I see those videos on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you're talking about the episode the night before and promoting it, it gets a lot of traction. I think our downloads go up and and people like them. So yeah, I just, your fears can go so away. One of the, well, I appreciate that. One of the fears that I have is fear is I don't know if the uh, apprehension is. Being new with the Celtics, and like, what the oh, what your coworkers the, think of you? Yeah, they don't really know me yet. Like, the, I don't, I, I don't think that the true Rob Crane has you haven't scared the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> has made an appearance, right? I'm just kind of, you know, nose to the grindstone, just kind of stay in my lane and get going. I think a few people, I know a few people have listened to the podcast. I know and, they've uh, been on the podcast. And they've been on it, but other people have listened to it, and uh, they 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 told me that they found it entertaining. So they either lied to me or, or uh, well, here here here's the thing. Or they find here's it the thing, and I and that apprehension, I I completely understand it, and I get it, and I 100% can empathize with it in your in your mind and how that plays out. It's three years now, like it's a thing, and it's been a thing, like it's known <laughs> yeah, in this industry. Like, how many people have we run into be like, oh. Listen to your podcast. Like, oh, that was a great podcast. Like, it's weirdly a thing, and it's still a thing. Yeah. So, like, still a thing. Three years. I don't think we could hide behind anything more than what we've said in the last three years. That you're going to say something in a 15 second video that's going to be like, "Why well, can't believe he's doing this?" Now, I will say this. This is a great caveat because I kind of when you said the LinkedIn thing, it clicked in my head. There is some stuff on LinkedIn that I just cannot stand. That is so blatantly bullshit. Of terms of yeah. like motive, like your motivation, like you're you're creating this fake persona of what this is not real life. Like people who are like hardos about, oh, you know, I've, I have 14 jobs and I did these emails and I'm like and I worked out. I'm like, yeah, relax, Let, relax. Well, no, like go away. Like no, 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 no. Like I don't need that crap and that's all fake and you're all fluffing yourself up. That's not real. But I think if you had a 15 second, I don't know, I'm making this up, 15, 25 second like talk about 
sports industry that's not like rah 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 all the time i think those are worth it versus the people who are just like just go away because like you just don't stop on linkedin and you're in you're insufferable like you're in i have to mute you and unfollow you because you're insufferable don't be that yeah, person <laughs> that's one of our the cardinal rules of life right don't be that guy yes or gal yes yeah don't that's i understand the rule and i would never break well not to say i would never break it because i'm sure i have been at some points in my life um but it's the aim not to break it uh and so i think you're i i think you're right i think i just gotta do the first one post it and go. where would you so is it instagram live is it a linkedin video no, it, like what are you so doing like on the, we gotta pick one so, platform right like it's we're kind of all over the place so, but so Instagram on your story, you can do like one of those bars is like 15 seconds. Right. So I would just make it 15 seconds or under to have it be one of those bars. And then Instagram has a feature that you hit it uh, and it automatically um, captions it. So, you know, no one listens to watches Instagram videos with sound on. Right. So you got to caption it. Um, so if I could do that. Maybe it's on Instagram. The thing about uh, in the LinkedIn stuff is our following is just so much bigger on LinkedIn oh, than yeah. it is anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, 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 No, it, it's a weird – it's a balance. I, I would tell you get over your block in your head about being apprehensive based on what others may, may or may not think or not being good at it because you – like when you do those videos in your backyard and you're talking about the episode, I'm like, oh, this is – this looks produced or scripted, and I know it's not because I know you're. <laughs> I know you're. <laughs> it's, not, it's my cell phone yeah. leaned up against the umbrella stand. <laughs> and I know you probably didn't write it, so like I, you <laughs> sure did not. Right, so like you, those come off very well. So I, I would get that out of your mind, and then I also understand if you decided that you didn't want to do it because I have that in my mind. I'm like do, we've talked about this. Do people really want us to go on Instagram live and just talk? But then when we've done it before, people sat there and watched it and listened to it for. A half yeah. hour, like I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not supposed to get it, but people also in Dublin download this thing, so like I don't know. What was the uh, Moldova? Moldova? Moldova. So, but I was looking as I haven't gone, I haven't gone on our downloads in a long time just to like look at the statistics. Our number two region in all of the world for downloads is Dublin. Ah, Irish. They must it's, like the it's Celtics. Boston and Dublin. I reached out to an Irish company today just for like, <laughs> hey, you're Irish. We're the Celtics. What the don't hell? be racist. Don't be racist, Rob. <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm just, we have a shamrock. They have a shamrock. We have synergies. I, I know. I get it. Um, All right. So I think you talked me into this. Maybe I'll try one uh, later this week. And um, Our wives will click like on it. They'll watch it. They'll click like on it. Eh, as long as we can get some more social following. But anyway. Uh, I think it's now time to bring on the real uh, bosses of front office features and uh, bring on Rachel and Amy. All right, Chris, we are back with. <laughs> I scared my wife. Uh, we are back with our wives, um, the real bosses of front office features. So uh, P uh, please introduce uh, Rachel and Amy. Uh, welcome to Front Office Features, uh, our beautiful, beautiful women. Say hi. 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 Thanks for having us. I mean, it's about time. It's only been three years. It's been three years, so it's kind of a celebration. I think this is a celebration. Rachel's drinking wine, so she's celebrating. Cheers. That's smart. Cheers. I'm not. I'm having a You think a I was seltzer. getting on this without <laughs> having any alcohol in my system? 
I, mean, I figured that I'm just glad you're coherent. I mean, I was <laughs> I was reading in bed prior to this, and I was told that my presence was required. Um, <laughs> I am ruining to a come wonderful down night in. of reading uh, re- <laughs> reading in bed with red wine. <laughs> We're no, starting at a negative. Rachel's <laughs> night already trumps mine because I got yelled clothes. at for doing the dishes and I was just folding clothes. Correct. Oh, that's my we Tuesday, though. That's tomorrow. Tuesday, which yeah. we discussed is the worst day of the week. Absolute worst day of the week. <laughs> All right. So the question that I have that I'm most interested in from both of your perspectives. Three years ago, Amy knows kind of how this all kind of came about and was working, trying to figure out what's going on. And then I have coffee. I interview Chris first, which we've never released. And then Chris and I have coffee. We decide to do this. I go to Chris's house. It pours. We're (laughs) in a park with rain on a metal roof. And we said, well, this isn't good. Why don't you come over to my house? (laughs) So I went over to his house. I kind of said hi to Rachel, who I didn't know at all. Went down into the basement, recorded, had a celebratory beer, then left. So... When this all started, I'm going to go to Rachel first. <laughs> what did you think about what we were about to embark on? Um, that's kind of a tough question. I had a lot of thoughts. I wanted to know what my time meant of that, honestly, and selfishly. Um, usually when Chris tells me that he has to do something and it's a new endeavor, which is usually like festering in his mind for like two months prior to actually telling me, um, (laughs) I was just like, I'm curious to see where it goes. Then on that day that you were in my basement, I came in with my beautiful daughter, Emma, soaking wet with bags and bags of groceries to meet you in stadium folding chairs in my basement. And I think from there, it's it's worked out. It's, it's worked <laughs> out. We've <laughs> upgraded to sharing headphones now to do this podcast on our porch. So, hey, cool. it, 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 Oh, you're on the infamous porch. The COVID yeah. porch. The COVID the porch. The COVID, the COVID, COVID porch. porch. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right, Aim, same question to you. I go to Chris's house. Well, first of all, you came to me with this idea. I did come with this. Which is not your craziest idea. Uh-huh. So that was a relief because I would say running a marathon after right. completing a 5K was probably the craziest idea. Uh, which I completed under four hours. 357.33. Duly noted. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Please put that in the show notes, Chris. <laughs> um, I think when Chris actually became a part of this it it was a little bit more of a okay I could see this going somewhere because I got a little bit nervous for him and his time because let's remember he was still working in minor league baseball at the time and if it wasn't working out to his specifications I thought oh gosh there's no chance that this goes anywhere although I was very excited about all the interviews at the beginning but as soon as there was a partner involved someone to hold him accountable I thought, you know what? We've got something. The greatest thing that happened to this was COVID. I was not in the basement on the infamous rainy night, though. So. Yeah, no. The rainy night, rainy day was thunderstorms, rain, pitter pattering. We're like, this is going to sound terrible on the on the microphone. We should probably upgrade this quality. And we, I don't even think we had the way we recorded back then was not like this. We were doing no. it on what uh, that internet recording or Zoom. I don't even remember how we did it. You didn't even record it the first time. <clears throat> No, no, that we did. That was a different time where we oh. forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> but um, that's here nor there. Uh, technical difficulties. But yeah, no, it, it, it was Rob had approached me. I wasn't even supposed to be on the podcast regularly. Yeah, no, I was I supposed remember. to write, right? I was supposed yeah. to just be a blogger. 
Right. That got out the window real fast. Uh, it did get out the window so, real fast. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, one of the things, too, when I go back and if I listen to something, I went, <clears throat> is Chris and I were, I'd call us distant colleagues, right? Like, he would work, he was working in Boston for the Red Sox. Our paths would cross when we were in Pawtucket and Worcester when we were doing stuff. We could obviously tell they had similarities, but we were still kind of like, you know, we didn't work next to each other eight hours a day. So when I go back and listen to the early ones, there's some still like feeling out of each other on like how this is going to go. But obviously it has, you know, grown into much more than that. Do you guys remember at all? Like, is there a time that you remember like listening and be like, well, this is different than what I thought it was. Like, this sounds more like friends talking now than it did like distant call. Like, there's colleagues that we've had on here before, and it doesn't sound the same, yeah, right? You like, and Trednack, yeah. Um, it but it's just different. Like, is there like a moment in time that sticks out for either of you? Yes. Um. <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> that was definitive. Thank you, Thank you Rachel. That was definitive. So I typically on podcast nights. Um, that's my reading time. That's when I get to crunch my good reading time alone in my bed and watch something that Chris would never watch. And I distinctively remember being in my bed and being like, Chris is so goddamn loud. And it was <laughs> never like that in the beginning. You guys were more like civil, I guess I'll say, um, with each other. Reserved. Um, yep. And then when the cackling, the loudness, his like exuberant voice would travel and I would literally have to send him text messages and be like, the freaking kids are sleeping. So help me God if you wake them up and I can't finish reading my book. <laughs> but this is something that's working. And then the kids noticed it. Like Zach is like, Rob, obviously your biggest fan. Um Zach, my, my 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 target audience is five and six year olds. <laughs> I mean, I you've sold that. him. Dominating, dominating. But he really demo. got into the podcast, and I think your flow really like helped him, and as well as a lot of other people, um, be like, you guys are real people, and you're developing this real friendship together. Yeah, I think it only took a couple of months. Well, that it took to two, actually, three years, somewhere well, Yeah, three years. You know, you were really, uh, and this is not a knock on what, what's happening now, but uh, you guys were very religious about getting it done every single week. Thank God for COVID. I mean, <laughs> um, I do remember coming down here when the world was shutting down and you guys were actively calling the NBA just shut down. Uh, Rudy Gobert just tested positive for COVID. Like, I, I remember, because the laundry's down here, uh, coming down and overhearing that. And I was like, oh, my God, our world is about to just Yeah, it was like, they just crazy. canceled the NBA season, like, in front of me. Tom but, Hanks got COVID that night, too. We were like, oh, oh. the world's over. Yeah. Well, that How can was we forget that. about Tom? <laughs> but I do, I do remember COVID, and you guys were obviously recording a lot more because we all had the time to do it, but... I think it kept not only you guys sane, but it kind of kept us sane because, like Rachel said, there's time that we need that we were getting through sports when COVID shut everything down. We were no longer getting. You mean we, so, you mean we were we were around a lot more than you were used to? You is were what you're around. trying to say? <laughs> we were around so a lot more. more than the 20 years you were used to. Yes, I get that. So much more, <laughs> and just to have like that time, but also. I could hear his voice traveling. 
And I'm like, oh my god, what did Chris say to make him like laugh hysterically? I'm honestly like surprised that. that you couldn't hear it through the like the headphones and the microphone. The, <laughs> like he's so loud. I mean, the, the the starburst. There's so many things that Rob would throw at me early on when we were still starting to get to know each other. That I was like. Who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> and where does yeah. he well, come that's, from? Welcome to my life, Chris. Well, it was like yeah. Rob's storytelling, too. Like his one off stories that Chris just like couldn't handle because they were just so raw <laughs> and random. I mean, yeah, the, the beating up the Philly fanatic. Like, it's just the <laughs> Philly fanatic is a that solid is a story. classic. So, that is a classic in the crane. Amy, the crane I, I, I got to ask you. Because it always comes back to this place. What was your time like? We've heard who's his, his time is like in Battle Creek, Michigan. Oh, yeah. What was it like being there as the significant other in Battle Creek? Did you love Battle Creek? Well, I'll also preface this with, like, I took a chance on him, essentially, because we met, remember, we met at the winter meetings. This was, like, episode one. I think we yeah. went over this. Um, I met, so we met at the winter meetings. And we basically knew each other for all of two weeks before we went Michigan, Virginia. And we were long distance for those nine months of a minor league baseball. Well, it wasn't really a season, but prepping the season, going through the season. And so that September rolls around, and I was like, minor league baseball is not for me. (laughs) But it was fun while it lasted. (laughs) Um, Good start. Good start. Yeah. But what am I going to do about so, so this Smart. She fi- I figured that out after 17 years. She figured it out after nine months. Yeah. No, that wasn't that wasn't my cup of tea by any means. Uh, but I was still, like, we kept in touch. We visited one another. We racked up so much credit card debt in we that did. nine months um, trying to fly back and forth to visit. I'll never forget, though, going to Battle Creek the first time to visit you. It was the middle of winter. C.O. Brown Stadium was not exactly the jewel of it's a dump minor league baseball <laughs> ballparks it's a dump I've feral, cats. feral cats feral cats i i walked into that trailer was it wait i was i at the trailer no i was at the house you're at the house i walked into that <clears> house <throat> so i've seen both offices i saw the office next to the bathroom and i saw the the other office that was the, the office living in the, room. that was in the I, I called it a den it was more of a den it had yeah. wood paneling and i um, was like oh my god this if this isn't but i was in like, my uh, offices were no better my offices were no better. I uh, must oh, preface that, but at least were we were in a in an actual like building. So, uh, so then I moved to Battle Creek, and on a whim. I did. I moved on a whim. I was like, but you know what? I think you guys talk about this a lot, and this is a, this is um, still relevant for college kids. What do you really have to lose? I mean, we were 22, 23 years old when I made that choice, and in my brain, I was like, I can go home. My parents will take me back. If What's I have the worst that can happen, to, right? Yeah, if I have to move back to Connecticut, um, fine. And I give my parents credit to this day. They let me go. Um, they even moved us, and we shared a hotel room with oh, my parents. Oh, that was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my <laughs> life. So we're <laughs> in a hotel room <laughs> with Amy's parents, and Amy, I, I've met twice. And the, one time was when I first I told the story about how I first had uh, tried a Manhattan, and I was vomited everywhere because <laughs> I was so hungover. Yeah. Um, that was during the nine month period. That was during the nine month period. Yeah. And so then we're like, I'm like, all right, now your daughter's gonna move in for, with me. I've met you three times. We've been together nine months. I can only imagine what they're thinking. So. <clears throat> Pack up all our stuff in uh, outside of D.C. and start driving it to Michigan. And like that night, we got a hotel room. It was one hotel room with two beds. <laughs> oh, 
Her parents are in one. Oh, my God. I am in, Amy and I are in the other. I'm uncomfortable and for you right now. Yeah. She <laughs> was so comfortable. I was like, She oh, comes whatever. over for, like, the little spoon action. <laughs> and I was like, get the hell away from me. I want nothing to do with I get, you. You just stay over cot? there. How did you order a cot and just sleep outside <laughs> on the ground? Hands high, hands high, hands high. <laughs> And that was, I think, to this day, the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a hotel. Did you sleep? Uh, did you sleep any? any? <laughs> Not for a wink. <laughs> no, no way. I was like, "What is going on right now?" I wanted to sleep on the floor, like you know that little space between yeah. the two beds. Like I wanted to lay there. That's where I wanted. I was like, "Give me the comforter." And it was probably like a Motel Six or like a Best Western was, or yeah, something. I think it was Best Western because um, we had the we had no money. That was the players' hotel in. Single A baseball. Yeah. So anyway, that was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a hotel room. (laughs) Understandable. So so we moved and Battle Creek. So it was interesting. It was always different visiting Battle Creek because it was like, well, I can leave and I'm going back to like outside of D.C. where there's like things to do. And then I moved to Battle Creek and I was like, well, I guess this is fine. This isn't forever, right? (laughs) But it was not. It was it was it was a good experience. We got our first dog there. Um, we moved out of the first apartment. Yeah, I will say one thing about so Battle Creek, Cereal City, USA. Kellogg's oh, yeah. is there. Amy yeah. worked for Kellogg's. I did. I worked post, for Kellogg's. Post Post Cereal was there. Yeah. Cereal City, USA. When they would that you could tell when they would make like cinnamon toast crunch. The whole city <laughs> smell it. would smell like yeah. cereal. No, like, and that's there's one thing I remember about Battle Creek. It is smelling the cereal. Like you smell the cereal being made. The other thing was the constant flurrying because there was constantly this like always snow snowing. off of Lake Michigan. It would always snow. Sounds uh, wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you was, get a little combination of cereal and snow, and. You know, skeevy like a big people. Bowl of cereal. Oh, skeevy people. Like in our, was it our second apartment? Ron. Ron. Yeah, there's a Ron. There is a guy. I got lucky with a cocktail waitress. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told me. He yeah. was hammered. <laughs> anyway. We were walking the dog one night, and he was getting. Ron. Uh, he was got, yeah, you got to do your line. He had to do it. Us. Yeah, he had to walk the line with the cops. We were walking down the neighborhood, and we're like. There's Ron. There's Ron. Ron didn't make it home that night. But no. anyway, he made it on the podcast. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Ron the made best. It the podcast. We made some really good relationships in Battle Creek, but yeah, there were some things. The guy I went to, I told you, I think uh, I went to uh, Pinehurst with. We first met in yep. Battle Creek. Paul, yeah. But then when we moved to Omaha, I will say that Omaha felt like the New York City, right? Like it yeah. felt like the biggest city of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's an underrated city. Yeah. It's, uh, Omaha's an underrated place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Oracle's. I mean, the richest guy in the world lived there for his whole life, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a signed better. picture of him. Did I ever tell? Yeah, story? yeah, you told. Yeah, I told that story. Yeah, told three years, Rob. I think you've run out of stories to tell. Years, yeah, <laughs> I got a couple there, more. I'm sure I do. Well, Rachel told her mom on Mother's things. Day she was leaving when we were moving. So, I did. I was a terrible daughter. Yeah, on Mother's Day she's like, "Oh, <laughs> we're, we're moving to Albany, New York. See you later." Well, luckily, Chris was like. We didn't have to do the hotel room thing. He was already, like, in the books good. He had Crown Royal with my grandparents, and they were like, this guy, he's pretty good. Rachel, I like him. Um, But I told my mom she cried a lot, a lot. Um, (laughs) And then in very similar style as you guys, we moved to not Battle Creek, but Albany. Um, State capital. 
of nothing, of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was doable for the time. Um, yep. We got our first dog there. And we had fun. I mean, we were in your 20s, like, just having a good time, yeah. like, out doing stuff. Um, but there was nothing to do besides Saratoga. Saratoga was fun. We had a lot of fun in Saratoga over the Well, the summer, I mean, you say there's nothing. You're, there was nothing there to was, do. No, all right. So it's not where you'd want to be later on in life but when you're in your 20s you can find a bar and like you would you found your hometown bar in public that's why like if you go to these little the ball smaller joint, cities the ball joint yeah the, the yeah. ball joint we was went to Lynn's. no Lynn's was my like yeah. but it was up the street from our apartment and again with sports schedules um you find yourself alone a lot and you have to kind of go do your thing and um isn't it funny now out. that you were saying like you have to you find yourself alone a lot and you have to go find what was the place called Lynn's Lynn's and now you guys are begging to be alone. You're wanting to read books. <laughs> I'm literally like begging you to never and... end I this podcast. That time. I remember <laughs> like, that time. I could choose when I went to the ballpark, and it was, like, relaxing. I would have a beer during the games. Freaking yeah. kids. For the season ticket holders. Yeah. Yeah, Can't Chris would, now. like, still be working at the arena, and I'd be like, I'll meet you at the bar. Like, bye, hun. Or I'm not coming tonight. Like, I'm going to do something else. Or I'm just going to sit at home and do whatever I want. But the moral of the story is you can go to any city and make it work, right? You can, yeah, but then, right. like, after a while, Battle we Creek. totally got the itch, and we must have known that something was in the works of our relationship, because I was like, <laughs> we're, we're leaving, hun. Like, he gave the ultimatum <laughs> of, we can stay here and continue to do this for a couple of years, and I was like, I just remember bawling in the bedroom <laughs> it, that was it was, it was a straight, she gave the pretty straight answer uh, that like, was that was not an option even though like, she's like no. oh no we can stay <laughs> that, was like, <laughs> that was like oh oh really we can i don't i don't think so i think you've made it very clear we are leaving so the rest is history but amy going back to battle creek and every year at omaha did you ever in your wildest dreams and then the paw socks wilkesbury the whole nine yards picture that you now would be Going to NBA Finals games and like seeing Rob like working for the Boston Celtics. Did that would that even remotely in your mind? No, because no, no. I think a lot of people over time asked me, "Oh, like what's Rob gonna you know?" Because they always saw front office staff and their trajectory parallel to what they see with players. Right? They start in the minor leagues and they make mm -hmm. it to the big leagues <clears throat> and. Isn't that what, like, Rob's striving for? And at the time, this was before Scranton, I was like, no. I think he wants to run a team and, like, you know, then, I don't know, do something else with it. But then you get to that point and you realize, well, what's – there's a ceiling here. Like, what do you do after that? But when Scranton was going good – it wasn't kind of a question. It was like, no, this is going to be great. We'll do this. You know, we thought we were putting roots down there. Um, and then Scranton and the move to Pawtucket completely changed how I thought about what Rob could do and where his um, skills would best fit. And, yes, we stayed in Pawtucket. We moved to Worcester. But I knew in there there was an itch to do something more, to be challenged more in a different way. And... Um, Top golf was definitely a good bridge, but this is this gives you more room to even grow, to take it somewhere. But in the early part of our relationship, no, I definitely thought we were minor league people for for a really long time. Cuz you 
see people. Marty's been in it forever. There's people that you know from minor league baseball. Um, Hardy. But I think minor league is more of a family. Like you just develop a relationship very differently than you do from a major league perspective. Like we were having Thanksgiving dinners with our coworker or Chris's coworkers. And they became really close friends with me. And um, we were doing Easter's with them because, you know, you had games. You just didn't have the schedule to go home and see their actual family. And We're in players' we're in players weddings. We were, <laughs> right? yes. Like their goalie's wedding, our, right? That never happened in any Some of our best friends, um, we've, we've just held on to these really tight relationships that I think um, it's just a different atmosphere sometimes I in truly, the minor league. I truly think, like, now that you're going to have way more – experience and going through another full season and now you're at the NBA level, I'll be interested to hear your take because I think there's a almost more of a feeling that you work in sports when you're I, in the minors because you just get to do so much more stuff that you think is the cool stuff versus like the limited access. And you get to, we get to go all the cool stuff and all the cool events in the World Series, the NBA Finals, all that stuff is great, right? But you're not really in it like you would be if you were running it from the team when you were in the minor leagues. I, I actually feel bad for people who never got to go down and experience it because it's so much different and you're so much more hands-on where you build those relationships and you're you're doing it. You're running a team. Like, you're not running the Boston Celtics. I'm not running the Boston Red Sox. That's never going to happen. Like, even Sam Kennedy's not doing that. Like, there's so many more people that are involved where like, there's 15 people in a front office in a minor league setting. Like, and you're, yeah, the, you're doing uh, everything. <clears throat> I think the minor league experience is like an MBA. Right, like as you learn every aspect of the business, you are at a very young age. You're going to have like a budget to manage, and like those types of experiences that I had, and I lasted forever. It feels like, um, you know, was something I'll never is really taught me business. Right, like understanding that in Battle Creek, like, hey, we've got to get 600 people in the ballpark, or we're not going to make the payroll. So like we've got to go get 610 people in the ballpark so that we have a little we have an we have an $80 buffer. Yeah. So no, I agree. I completely agree with that. And I never like I think about this podcast and I mean you guys have talked a lot about your minor league experience, but it's one of those things to continue hammering home and just saying, you know, never um discount the minor leagues so if you're ever offered a position like you have so much learning opportunity you guys actually talk about this too knowing what you want to do to get in the door but I think about that from a minor league perspective yes you have to like want to do the job you're hired for and not say okay I want to do community relations but I'm really taking this ticket sales position but knowing that in the minor leagues, you're getting exposed to all of that, no matter what position you're in. Yep. So going and putting your all into whatever job you're hired for, knowing that you're probably going to do a little bit of community relations type stuff or marketing type stuff. And you'll get, you know, so much experience that way. I, I mean, in nine months of minor league baseball, I did. I think that's what makes, and maybe this is the same for you too, Rachel, this is what I think made minor league baseball palatable for me for as many years as Rob was in it because I knew what it took. I worked in it myself. I didn't want to work in it forever, but I worked in it and I got a taste of it and I understood what it took. And I was always a little bit more, um, 
understanding okay of his with schedule. It? Understanding, <laughs> yeah. yeah, understanding of it. I was going to ask you, what's the toughest thing about being on the other side of it? Like, what are you two? I mean, Rachel, I, I'm, this is a loaded question. <laughs> <Could I get? laughs> I might not like the answer that comes out, or I actually probably know the answer that's coming out. But what what is the hardest thing about being either of you dealing with what we do and how we do it? So I think it goes it goes back to like us first starting off our relationship together and we were in the gist of the minor leagues and I actually did game night staff and helped out and um, I know what it takes. I know how early you have to be there, what time you're leaving after breakdown, set up, um, and it's it's very time consuming and your life goes around that. And I say to people all the time, you know, you think I'd be used to this schedule by now at this point, two kids later, but I think my hardest standpoint from the schedule perspective is just that it's the last minute um literally today at Zach's (laughs) soccer practice like hey tomorrow I have to be at the game now and Wednesday and next week I have to be at two more games and then I'm off to Liverpool for four days I'm what am I gonna do you know what I mean like he works so hard um and clearly FSM realizes him as like a great asset because that's Chris has laid his footprint in every business and organization that he's been in but it's it's that because you're juggling it's not just me reading by myself anymore or going to a game or something I have two kids now um with two full schedules and it is what it is and um we make do because that's what we do to support each other and but he knows when he gets home that he's He's with us for a little bit, and he... I may have dropped the ball once or twice about communicating when or when and not be at a game or two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which, in there. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, that's... I, mean, I am 100... I've, I've always gotten 100 on that test, Chris. I've never missed one in my yeah, life. No, never, it's never. Too bad. Never forgot to send a text. No, or update the... for beers after a game. No, no, no. All right, so let's... No, no, no. Let's Go start, back. No, no, no. Let's put all the cards on the table here. So I've learned as we've gotten older how to answer the question, when are you going to be home without a specific number because then you're just you're screwed one way or another right so like just be like late like i'm gonna be late well, what does that mean i'm not gonna be okay. home early i'm gonna be home late if i say nine o'clock and i come home at 10 o'clock that's an hour late that so- doesn't bother me i just need to know am i feeding you as well right are you eating dinner as well or no. are you well, good not for me no <laughs> so yeah. yeah no dinner uh, you'll be asleep yeah you'll Perfect. probably be asleep reading know, your book will you be home before the kids bedtime or not Perfect. Alarm yeah. is on. Do not set the alarm off as he is done. No, I've, I've had to throw, times. this is pre-alarm. I had to throw, and this is before we had central AC. I was throwing rocks at our window trying to get her to wake up because I had no key to get in the house. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> I Ubered home from work because I went out to is the that bar. that like Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, no. No, no. He almost got smacked in the face with a baseball bat because I sleep with a bat next to my bed. Oh. And oh, he didn't tell Smart. me that he was coming home and didn't turn on any of the lights when he finally got in and he literally came around the corner and a bat was full swing up behind my shoulder ready to go to his well, I, did the res- I, I did the responsible thing like i would you know you go out after a game and you're like all right i probably shouldn't drive home or your garage gets locked and you can't get your keys so i had no i had no house key then we put a key outside it's hidden outside that i sometimes would use to get in the house and then leave it in the house so then the door the key's not outside when i come home yeah. and it's just a thing right it just becomes this thing <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, if anyone's listening that's younger and you get to this point in your relationship, just 
make sure you have an extra key somewhere and be- put the spare key back. Yeah, that's the, the other thing too. But yeah, no, it look this this we've talked. This is a lifestyle. It's not a job, right? It's no. just it's challenging for everybody that's involved in it because it's so fluid. There's no nine to five flying to Liverpool and then coming home and going to more Red Sox games or going to NBA games or whatever it is you got to do. It's just it's part of it, right? And it's you have to have the support <clears throat> system. Otherwise, I mean, we've seen people, you've seen people, it doesn't work. They have, they get divorced, they move on. And that's just, hmm. it, this, this, yeah. this business or, or ruins they, a lot of marriages. Or, you know, they just say, all right, it's not out of Albany. It's, you got to get out of sports. Yeah, right. And like that, that, like, I've seen the guys. I think I'll, um, Cicero, like your former boss kind of quoted it perfectly that communication oh, is free. So there? use it. So Uh-oh. I think that's the biggest thing that, um. I didn't. Hit, I didn't hit stop. By the way, for the technical difficulty. No, <laughs> that's all right. We had a little. We had a little hiccup, and I'm you not going to edit it out. That's going to take too long. Um, <laughs> but like it, a little piece of that. I don't know if you heard me or not, but the little piece of that like person who was in sports dies because they didn't have a, a guys and girls, right? Like it just doesn't. It's like I don't know. I, I felt like that when after I was like at Top Golf for a little bit. It's like this isn't a team, though. There's nothing wrong with it, but like. You gotta get. You gotta have that piece uh, of you, or at least you know. At least I did. Yeah. Yeah, but in turn, like I see what you guys do. Like one of your biggest things is like you just want to see the smiles that you guys had as boys going to the baseball park. You want to do that for other people. I see that in our kids. Like, it's really cool. Like, to look at like my kids have two World Series rings. Um, Humble brag. Humble, yeah. sure. but like I'm also like, yeah, I am a proud wife. Like you drive me nuts sometimes, but I love you for it every day. You know, like um, your hard work and like committing and staying in it and doing the grueling time, the crappy pay at first, having to travel, like sacrificing a lot of your family time. It's a lot of hard work that. I don't think until you're actually in the business and deep or deeply involved with somebody, you actually experience. But then how cool is it that like my kids get to go to Fenway and they can see batting practice and like they do you know how many baseballs we have from like pitchers? Like it's just funny that Zach gets so excited and um, Emma gets excited about the food in the suite. Yeah, she loves the popcorn. <laughs> where's the popcorn? Yeah. Where's the pretzels? Where's the pizza? And then yeah, that's, smart girl. That's her, that's her day. Her priorities are pretty set, which is great. But it's really cool to see that because you guys talk about this so much that you want to give something back. And at the same time, you do do that. You do it for your families and your kids, um, yeah. as well as the, everybody listening on this podcast who can't get enough of you. Oh yeah, if it's Moldo- Moldova, the Moldovians <laughs> out there. Everybody, how you doing in Moldova? Realize, <laughs> I didn't realize Moldova was a country until we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. mean the thing, the, <laughs> the the geography lessons you guys were getting, and just like looking at the map. I was watching a quiz map. show the other day, and one of the things Moldova was the answer. I was like, that's the greatest wild. quiz show of all time is where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh yeah, that was a, the video game. Yeah, it was great. Oh no, no, no that's the video, TV show. the TV show, yeah, yeah the kid TV show. Yeah. Yeah. There was a video game too, but the TV show was the greatest one um, of all time, without question. The okay, greatest quiz show of all time. Yeah, more so than Jeopardy. Come on, <laughs> yeah, <that's> debatable. <laughs> <laughs> no, of all time, including Jeopardy. Uh huh. 
<laughs> can, I take, can I take this train back on its tracks for just a second? Sure. Or do, is that like that's bring part it of the, bring like, it back? Bring it, bring it, bring, bring, bring it back. Uh, Rachel said something about not Where making any in money. In the world is Carmen San Diego. It was a catchy song. Jeopardy's fine. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Was so much better. I just want to tell all of the listeners this is my life uh, every day. Okay. If Go. you want somebody to be authentic, like you have it right here. This is Rob. Carmen San Diego was just better. Um, You said something about making no money. So the one thing I want to, this is like popping into my head now, talking about Battle Creek. I remember tuna noodle casserole. Oh. And that's Chris's like worst. That's my worst nightmare. (laughs) If I ever cooked him that, he would, he would honestly probably think about it. Grounds for divorce. Yeah. We cooked more of that than I care to admit in Battle Creek and Hamburger Helper. Yeah, I have to was... hide the tuna fish cans, like, when I'm done with them. Like, I, granted, like, I get it. I get it. But I have to label the container. Fish in a can is the dumbest thing I've ever... Like, that's, that's, that's absurd. Never mind. I'm not going to go on the can. <laughs> he will go on the biggest tangent it's about disgusting. tuna fish. It's it's amazing. I didn't realize I was Do you like, a like cord. Tu- tuna steaks? Like love tuna. Yeah, yes. tuna tartare. Yeah, tuna. you were talking about going to... Uh, I love mm-hmm. tuna. We were talking about getting sushi. Yeah, ro- yeah but it wasn't. it doesn't live in a can. That's... Uh, <laughs> 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 they don't get that from the, the can. Thing. No, it's not the same. No, no, thing. no, not no. It's not no, but it's the same fish. Okay, just if you leave Are fish out. Are you getting out, sushi without me? Because I've no. It I for said like I sub- I suggested we go with them oh, before Bruno Mars, and but Amy doesn't but, like sushi, so we didn't I go there. I love sushi. So anyway, if you leave fish so we out, the yard house, we still had a great time. Yeah, we did have a great. Time. I love tacos. We're gonna I get to Bruno Mars too. Who doesn't like tacos? Yeah. We're gonna get to Bruno. Tacos at yard house. We had tacos at yard house. I think I'm gonna make tacos I'm, tomorrow. I, I, I too. ruined the story. Amy, you were talking. Go ahead, money. No, that's the end of it. I just want to like that's making no money to me is equivalent to tuna eating out of yeah eating. I, I will never make tuna noodle casserole again in my life. And choosing which hamburger <laughs> helper flavor we were going to. Crunchy taco was the best one. <laughs> There's yeah. a there's a hamburger helper one called Crunchy Taco. Crunchy Taco was fantastic. Yeah, you, I'd have Crunchy Taco tomorrow. But that's yeah. you know making <laughs> Is this no an ad money. for hamburger helper. Do we get money from these guys? <laughs> I, I just remember you, the white they, glove, right? They were the white glove Pillsbury. guy. It's Pillsbury, yeah, right? They were yeah, the little the white glove guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that true? Is it Pillsbury? Yeah, he was the little white glove guy. Is it the does Pillsbury make hamburger helper? I no, could be Pillsbury's making that up. different. No, Pillsbury's the doughboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. So we started talking about Bruno Mars before you you ladies showed up, and I was like, we don't, we can't talk about it until you, you're both here because the concert going experience with Rob, as he was explaining, oh is God. different than our concert going experience. But there was more to that story that Rob was not filling in and talking about. That what are you talking? He about? may have, he may or may not have left the three of us to have. He was, <laughs> he was doing like a, I don't know, some kind of transaction with some. I think there was one woman, woman very night, woman, individual. An older woman out. who may or may not have owned a golf course. Um, yeah, her name was Sally. Sally, yeah. Sally Sally was all about Mr. Rob Crane. And yes, I made, I made very close friends. She said a four-letter word he couldn't resist. With a, with a what, she's probably in her 50s. Um, and I told Rachel and 60s? Chris that you have always had a way with <laughs> the older women. 70. 60, definitely, maybe. No yeah, judgment. She me. looked great. Well, did you, did she, you close, she was the, having did the, time you close of her the transaction, life. though? Did you get the golf that you were looking for? She has not. Uh, we could not have our cell phones, but somehow she snuck a cell phone in there, and she's Freaking like, "Text Sally. me, and I'll get you a free golf." They met Sally and uh, uh, Jill, uh, Jill. No, it wasn't Jill. Something with Jay. Anyway, Janet. Uh, was it Janet? I don't know. I just made that up. Janice. No. Uh, anyway, well, it, that's not here nor there. Definitely <laughs> Sally though. Sally. 
somehow snuck a cell phone in there and I texted myself saying, this is Rob from the concert. Let me know about golf. And I have not heard from Sally yet. We did see them on the way out. They were very kind. They're getting into a limo. They're getting into a limo. They own a golf course. It was great. So, yes, I did meet Sally. God, her name's escaping me. But anyway, uh, we had a great time. And uh, I became friendly with... uh, We also had a great time. The concert (laughs) was great. Watching the concert and dancing to the music that was playing. You put your hands up in the air a couple times. Rob said he doesn't dance. He doesn't dance I'm not a dance. No, but he went up in the air. I think it was just to humor Sally, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Most of the night was based around Sally. Yeah. <laughs> and the golf. And golf, right? She told me that she goes, I own a golf course. I was like, well, you're my new best friend. Yeah. And Rob uh, proposed in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Marry You song, he did, He dedicated the Marry You by Bruno Mars to Sally, and it was, she was she was smitten. She was all about yeah, Mr. Rob so, Crane. Yeah, so I, I make friends, and it was... It's an understatement. It was fun. And uh, but I, I I do like to consume concerts I think differently than the average person. Yeah, which is not Rachel? shocking. You were so intrigued. At, <laughs> I was looking. just so fascinated at like your observance of the actual like the lighting like the strobe lights. I felt like your eyes were like following the beam. Like you were just so in awe. It was like watching you go to maybe like Disneyland and just like looking around at everything like a kid but you were just so fascinated and I mean there's like men like grinding and Sally next to you grinding on top of you and you were just like oh this is wonderful like <laughs> yes no dancing and no, ar- an arm shivvy like once it. in a while but you know I'm not a, I'm not a dancer and I'm a, just a giant eight-year-old well, right so like I like to consume like whoa whoa look at those lights yeah I <laughs> felt so like loud. I got two shows <laughs> for the price of one yeah, see, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm entertaining. Your friends have proof to say otherwise. The well, crane what? bounce. There was a crane bounce in college. That, the crane uh, bounce was... existed, and you tore it up on the dance floor once we got you drunk enough at Harp's wedding. That's right. That's... Harp can come on and vouch for that. I had to drive home that night, so I was not uh, enough. I didn't have enough uh, no, no, no. cocktails. Oh, no, oh uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno right, Mars. right. Yeah, home. Harp's wedding, we stayed in a hotel. We got an Uber. Yeah, but anyway. Just some cloud candies. There's nothing about any Couple of that. Cloud candies are delicious. Yeah. There's nothing about anything about you that shocks me that that's how you would be different than the rest of the crowd. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing shocking to me that that's how you would consume a concert versus everyone in the – because that place was bumping. But I have to say the that was, was a very was. diverse set of people but that it was, were there. But, yeah, di- diverse in, like, age. It was, like, people yeah. in their late 60s to, like, to teenagers. But the place was bumping right like it was like a party for two straight it hours it was awesome and yeah. the mgm uh, uh, the place was really it was a spectacular it was wonderful to see a yeah and but we were what we were three rows back three rows and like i remember like when they first came out you could feel the air from the base of the speakers oh yeah it was pumping it was like it would it was like oh well, and when the pyro went off like you were Yo, like whoa all cool. right and then yeah and i was consuming that i was just kind of like <laughs> yes. there in the moment, you couldn't take pictures. I'm so jealous. I'm kind of jealous. Pictures. I'm kind of jealous. You can do that. That's kind of a good trait that you can just like. Chris l- can't see the colors. I can't do that. No, not yeah, that's yeah, not what I'm jealous. Of. <laughs> I'm jealous that you can just kind of like lose yourself were, in the moment. That's kind of great. When we were going, He's quoting Eminem now. Yeah. 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 Lose. When we were going through uh, front office features logos in the beginning, he's like, "Don't ask me. I am colorblind." And I was like, <laughs> "All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, all right. You settled on a good one. You picked a good one." You did. Yeah, we got it. I like it. 
And a, a friend from Omaha yeah, designed one of my, that. One of my girlfriends, One actually. of your friends, yeah. Yep. yep. So, we, uh, Tori. Tori's great. Still stay in touch with Tori. We do. That's the nice thing about minor league baseball life. Mm-hmm. Family for life. So, I guess one of the things, too, you know, I think a lot of people, when we talk, or, you know, whether they're starting their career, you know, mid-career, and they're kind of like, you know, where do we go kind of next? You know, we've kind of done this thing in the beginning and in the end, not in the end, but like as we're kind of mid-career now with kids, you you both have kind of experienced that. With people who are either thinking like, all right, I'm about to start this sports career and I've got a significant other that's important to me. Like, how can I do both? Or like someone's like, you know, we're married now and we're thinking about having kids. Like, how can I do both? If you were to provide them any sort of advice, this is an advice podcast. What would you do? Would you say drink heavily and read books in the in bed, or uh, or what would you? Step what, one. What advice would you give? Yes. Them? You want to start, Aim? <laughs> oh, so many things to say. Uh, lots um, of things. Say I them all. Be, be I, open book, baby. Bring it on. I told you that was probably your one thing worst I would thing say, say is you just no matter what, and this is more for the significant others than it is for the actual staff, Her? right? In in minor league baseball or whatever whatever area of sports you happen to go is you have to trust that what they're telling you is the truth, right? There's so many, and we've seen this more than a few times. There's so many significant others that are concerned that they're doing something. That person is doing something wrong. They can't be working that late. They have to be doing something else on the side. What is it that they're hiding from me? No, really, guys, seriously. They are literally at the ballpark. They are they're literally, literally at... collecting chuckapucks and yes, they Boy are Scout sleepovers and yeah. in their like offices Picking eating like chicken debris wings in the like... pouring rain after a you know twelve inning game or something like that is happening. Um, Can I add to that? And you have to trust that. Can I add to that beyond like the 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 the, the extracurricular activity is one thing that people don't take into account is the customers like don't like our clients whoever they don't think about our schedule and they literally wait to the last possible minute which is what i think our biggest fights usually lead to i'm like no no they just told me tonight which, that like, they're going. Come on, and then she's like though. that's not true i'm like here's the email <laughs> i'm telling you like this is how they pull this i mean i just don't understand how people function like because that they'll send a note, like i got a note literally today from a ceo of a company who's saying i'm coming tomorrow i need this 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 and this i need to see you before the game and i'm like I wasn't going to the game tomorrow. I, I was not going to the game tomorrow. <laughs> now I'm going to the game tomorrow. Like, I had yeah. no plans to do that. No uh, no lie. That gets hard. That's hard, no matter what. Like, uh, you know, don't think that we don't find it hard to be on the other side of that. No, but um, I'm saying your advice I'm like, saying other people should know. I still think it's hard. It stinks because people don't take, like, our our people just expect us that we're going to always be. They think we're there 24-7. So them saying, oh, I'm coming now, doesn't understand that it just threw a monkey wrench into our my whole entire life so yeah that part of it is just like it's part of the the business like we have younger folks and you're like hey you got to be here this saturday now because someone's coming in you gotta give a tour they're like i had plans i'm like you don't have plans anymore sorry like that's part of the gig right so it's just yeah you said the monkey monkey wrench monkey wrench um Poo fighters invented in worcester oh god is that a fun fact that is a fun fact what year? It's a fact. I don't know if it's a fun fact, but it's a fact. <laughs> what year? I'd have to look it up. I don't remember, but look it up. It is. You can. Uh, the Google machine works, and it was invented in Worcester. Same thing with uh, white chocolate, 
Why do you rocket. know that? Because he, he's the Mr. Worcester. He was he launched <laughs> was a ball park there. He had to White chocolate. What did you say about Chris the other night? How he just like reads and consumes things. Like if it's relevant for him to sell things, he'll read about it all day. That's the difference between Chris and I. I read like actual books, and Chris reads like anything and everything that he can scroll through. No, because I I tell I tell everything. the people you need everything. to be a little bit dangerous Twitter. about some stuff. Yeah. You need to have information on a lot of different things to be able to have a conversation with Jack a lot of different people. master of none. I understand. Ex- there you go. Boom. Yeah. I, I struggle it. with that with like TV shows and movies. Well, yeah, you kind of smile and nod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't watch a lot of TV in this house. No, that's great. Sounds good. I gotta use the restroom real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think well, a lot of it is. It got harder with kids, though. It got no very what. hard with kids. It's I think the biggest thing is just communication. Like I know yeah. that's like the da- like the go to approach for any relationship, let alone um, if you are working in sports. But it's just communicating as best as you can, um, whenever you can. Like I get it. Like things happen last minute, but you throw two kids into the schedule. There's only one person on the other side to take care of those kids. So. Um, it gets challenging, but communication's free. Communication is free. We yes, use yes, it. we yeah, yeah, communication is free. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's gonna be like a new that's sign in like our house. That's been said in the Valente household. Um, Christopher Cicery came up with that when I was no, interning yeah, for what, the Devils. No, it's like it's communication is free. It's, use it. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sayings that we got from my old CEO that he. Would, they were good. He would levy on us as young youngins that he made sure that we it stick in your ma- your mind for the next twenty years. So I guess it worked. But yeah, communication's free. And uh, I think what is his son, a member at Kirkbray up the street. No, that's Lamorello. Different. Yeah, Lamorello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up the street, another connection there. Hmm. Anyway, um, well, three years, three, three years. years. Congratulations. Cheers. Thank, well, thank you. We communicate when we have podcasts to uh, <laughs> that, do. Uh, yes. I hear about a lot through the podcast. And we're using it. <laughs> yeah, I hear about a lot through the podcast. I really do. I find out on games and stuff he's got to go to or travel. And, you know, then I put it in the calendar, the family calendar that I was told to create. Had, this podcast has got me in trouble when I actually talk about something with you. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. So well, this podcast at least helped me communicate. I communicated through just the another communication. It was just a method of communication. I understand. Yeah, yeah. totally. I think it goes for both Chris and I. Thank you uh, for allowing us to do this. This is uh, we've said this is cathartic. It is fun. It is enjoyable. I'm gonna be um, upset if it stops. In all honesty, well, we, we uh, yeah, don't want it to said stop. That. You've said that before multiple yep. times. I, I was <laughs> give, I was having a I was having a moment one time. And I was like, I think this thing's going to end. More than and one Rachel time. looked in uh, more than one time. <laughs> and Rachel looked me dead into my soul. She goes, this will not end. <laughs> uh, I actually remember that moment. <laughs> that was the same night. This will not end. That was the same night, at least. It's not ending. Three people said something to you about the podcast. Yeah, it was like yes. We got in moments. to something because somebody recognized you from the podcast. Somebody else had used yeah. the podcast to help them get a job. And... It was mentioned at least. Well, three the good times news is it's three night. years. We're not ending it. Uh, we're, we just talked a little bit about some social stuff that we walked through. You can listen to it on the podcast oh, tomorrow. Thanks. Download. Can't wait. Um, but uh, this was good. But a sincere thank you for allowing us uh, to do this because I sure as hell have a good time doing it. I can hear thanks. you guys. You guys surely enjoy yourselves. We wake up and the kids. Yeah. 
<laughs> we actually enjoy listening to it in the car too. So, yellow starbursts. Yeah, no yellow. Yellow starbursts are disgusting. <laughs> you, you like pack little pieces of vomit in yellow up, wrapping. Did you bring And then put them in a because package. Because I actually eat them. Um, they are. Oh, they're the you know worst. they make like the full packages of pink ones and red ones now. Yeah, See, that's because like that's. The red ones. That's I'd rather it's a full package of pink ones. I'm all about that. I like the pink and the orange. Yes. Pink, orange, and Pink, red. Pink, orange, red. Yes. I will but eat a I yellow eat without vomiting. I will no. eat the yellow. I will eat the yellow, too. I will not eat the red. There's, like, dog hair on the floor right here. I'd rather eat the dog hair on the floor. <laughs> so than your yellow, yellow starburst. starburst is Chris's tuna. That's or so, mushrooms. He can't do mushrooms. No, mushrooms either. are gross. Oh. Why, would you have a, why would you eat fungus? No, I, I yep, thank mushrooms you. It's a fungus. It's a fungus. Yeah. Squishy Fung- little fungi. Fung- yeah, fungi. gross. Fungi. Fungi. I'll let everyone know that he eats more mushrooms than he actually knows. <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> Diabolical. That's funny. You can hide one. I cannot hide a pea anywhere. Oh, he peas. Knows. Peas are the worst. He peas knows. are the worst. Oh, I love peas. Peas are the Me worst. Too. They're, they're, I would rather have starburst for the, yellow starburst for the rest of my life as the only uh, sustenance consumption that I could have than eat a singular pea. You would so not that's do what well in England. That's what we're having <laughs> for peas. movie night then is just peas and yellow starbursts, right? <laughs> that, that, if, if I go to hell, that's going to be <laughs> the menu, <laughs> is peas and yellow starbursts. Funny thing is Maddie is now catching on to your distaste for peas. Oh. He said it a couple times. And, you know, as a parent, you never want to say, like, I don't like something because then the kids are just going to be like, well, I don't like that. And not want to eat it. Well, Maddie loves peas, so she's far beyond that. But she is now ribbing she you know, like, yes, about you. the peas. Want some peas, Dad? Oh, Dad, want some peas? you want some peas? Zach used to eat them frozen as a baby. I love Zach. I don't love peas. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. Well, um, Rach, get back to your uh, book, AIM. Go Thank fold you. some laundry, I guess. Is that what you're Yeah, <laughs> the laundry is done. I would like to go sit on the couch and relax. All right, go sit on the couch and relax. What are you watching? What are you Nothing watching? right now. Oh. All right. good, because they took up all my time tonight. God damn it, guys. Sorry. I know. Sorry. Not, sorry thanks not for coming sorry. on. It's been a long three years in the making. It only took three years. I will say, I will say this. When you guys were recording a lot during COVID, that is when I binged on Schitt's Creek. And Great show. Oh, wonderful show. I never show. looked back. Great show. I just show. said after one episode. I understand. Well, we so understand. I stopped watching it with you around. <laughs> we also understand. Yes. <laughs> we all get that was it. My po- that was my podcast show. I couldn't wait till the podcast started Damn recording. <laughs> well, thanks again. Appreciate it. You know what we'll uh, see you in about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. congratulations, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. Later. See you.